Alrighty, guys, it is August, but we are going to bring you a snowmobile podcast today because there's some big news in the snowmobile industry with uh, gear drops, snowmobile stuff, like actual sled stuff. So we are going to just kind of assess about it and see what's going on. We just, we're going to talk about it anyway. So we said, let's roll the cameras and uh, let's assess. So that's what we're going to do. I don't want to talk. How you try and press the kid and read you was soft. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Assess. So today, as always, it's me and AJ taking on another one. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Um, yeah, with things starting to kind of heat up with 24 drops coming out and uh, heydays right around the corner and people starting to prep for that and get excited, we just wanted to bring something out and uh, talk about some of the things we've been seeing and hearing and uh, just kind of give it back and forth about what we're what we're seeing and hearing so yeah guys let us know if you're going to heydays i'm just curious how many of you guys are going to heydays and we we figured that we've been doing some hunting content and uh with hunting kind of in full swing right now um we've done a lot of it but we know not everyone does uh does hunt who listens so we're going to talk about snowmobiles today so again leave in the comments dm us if you guys are going to heydays um we've kind of tossed the idea around it's kind of a tough time of year for us to leave here but we're curious who's going so that's the first thing yeah unfortunately this year i don't think we're going to make it out but uh you know it lands here in colorado we have muzzleloader season and it's right in the middle of archery season obviously brent's an archery hunter i'm a muzzleloader hunter so it's really hard that time of the year for us to sneak out there um i know a couple years it lands on our dates to where we could maybe make it happen and uh hopefully you know, in the future, we will be coming out and seeing everybody at a heydays. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, so expo season's coming up. Yeah, expo all season's this, all be this expos. I believe we'll be hitting Denver for sure. Yeah, I Denver. Seen the dates of uh, when Salt Lake is, but maybe we'll try to sneak over to that one for the day or something. Yeah, I'd definitely like to go to Salt Lake. Yeah, I've never been to that one, so I think that'd be a, a pretty sweet one to attend. Yeah, it's it used to be so exciting for us to go to expos because that was the first time that we ever saw any of the new stuff. And yeah. now it's not the case. It's like you see it on Instagram five months before, you know, the expos even start. So they're not as exciting, but it's still good to get out and, uh, and like just see everyone that you've been, you know, chatting with on Instagram and, and just make new contacts and, and actually see it in person, I guess. Yeah. The, the mingling is, you know, I think the best part of it, but yeah, getting your, actual physical hands on it seeing what it is what the changes are but yeah with social media anymore it seems like you just see everything come out like right now we're going to talk about you know the gear drops and stuff and it's we've already seen the colorways we've already seen what it is you know everybody's pretty much seen the the way snowmobiles are the colorways of that but this will be your first look to actually see them on hand firsthand i feel like so it's always you got to do it you know it's it's exciting if it's close to you it's worth going to an expo i feel like or heydays for that matter yeah Alrighty, so the first thing that's kind of happened here that we're talking about is um, we're not completely set on gear this year. We're talking about gear. Um, gear's obviously a big deal. So 509, let's start with 509. 509 came out with their stuff. Most of the stuff looks pretty similar to last year, but they're coming out with some different colors. So, And they've come out with like an all-new women's line. So if you're a lady, you should go check that out. A lot of that stuff looks good. Um but we go back and forth. I think the 509 stuff looks good. Some of their colors this year I like a little bit better, but they're more like brighter. 
I tend to go with like more neutral colors, but I like some of the stuff they have coming out and we'll see what I run next year. And then has Fly come out with their stuff? I haven't seen I, they dropped some 2024 stuff, but I don't think any there's no big changes in the 2024 Fly lineup, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if was it just I, different colors? Yeah, I think it's just like different colors and uh they changed a like they got a brand new helmet, a smart helmet. Oh yeah, um, talk about that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so they they dropped a new helmet. Um they've had a helmet around for a while. It's the Formula and the Formula is the I mean, it's arguably probably one of the best helmets on the market. There's a couple others out there that definitely are equivalent and just as safe. But as far as a safety factor, they upped it with this smart helmet. And what it is, is it's got a chip in the back of it. It sits right in the back of your head. And uh, it measures the amount of G-forces when you have a wreck and things like that. And if you pay for the service, I think it's like 7 or $8 a month. It records the whole time when you're riding. Obviously, you have to charge it, turn it on, all that. But... It records it, and if you have a wreck, it um, it records the impact so you know or the doctors can know where the impact may be. They can get ahead of it if you have a brain problem or something like that. They can check you out better if it's a major wreck. Um, you know, whack a tree, it'll tell you where the impact was so they can get on it faster. Um, and it also will alert local authorities. If you have it, there's a certain limit that it has to be G-force-wise of hit, and then they'll let the local authorities know and uh, you can have an emergency contact in there and it'll let them know like, hey, you had a big wreck. You might want to keep an eye out on them or whatever. So really cool feature. Another thing that's really cool about it is if you're already buying an expensive helmet, one of those top safety ones, I know 6D has one, Fly has the formula. Um, Price-wise, it's $100 more. And then there's the monthly fee for the service, just like everything we have. But Dude, the monthly service things are getting out of control. It's everything you it, have. Like, like I just heard... Uh, in the car world, BMW is in one of the countries they're doing uh, monthly charges for heated seats. I heard that too. That's really unfortunate. I mean, so I got a newer GMC and it's, you know, you got the OnStar. That's how you can start it off your phone and unlock it off your phone. And then you got to have the Sirius if you want any sort of like radio or Wi-Fi stuff. So it's like they've separated in certain ways to make you have to pay for everything and you know they they have the base prices for stuff, but it's still by the end of the day you're paying fifty to a hundred dollars for every service. It seems <laughs> no. like you know. So, I the big thing I wonder with that helmet is, I wonder how much it weighs because I wasn't running a carbon fiber helmet. I was running like a, um, whatever it is, normal plastic helmet from five hundred nine. Yeah. And when I started riding a lot, like a couple years ago, I was riding like four to five days a week. Yep. You could tell a huge difference with a way lighter helmet. I mean, your neck didn't ache and you didn't get fatigue as much. And when you got in wrecks, it wasn't as whippy. So I wonder how heavy that is. So me as a helmet per like I think the helmet is the most important part of your gear, honestly. I'm big helmet comfort person. And the carbon, the the formula helmet, it's a full carbon shell and it is the lightest helmet on the market. And I believe the chip keeps it still the lightest helmet on the market. Really? Yep. It's a full carbon fiber shell. And then instead of having like the foam and everything in it, it's got Rion technology, which is a, it's a rubber and it's supposed to take the impact and absorb it, but it doesn't need to be the whole thing in rubber. So it's just little pieces in there. And it's, I mean, the thing is feather light. It's incredible. You know, it's, it's interesting because it seems like in the dirt bike, well, like the football world helmets, the technology has been tested and all kinds of stuff, concussion gel, um, you know, like 
some of them have flexing pieces on the top to reduce concussions. They have air, I mean, all kinds of stuff. With dirt bikes, I feel like it's going that way. You're starting to see a lot of, like, really expensive dirt bike helmets that have all this technology in them. But, dude, snowmobile helmets, like, really, 99% of them are just, they don't even talk about the safety features. Like, no, I don't even think 509's top helmet has MIPS in it. No, it doesn't. Their, their dirt line, like their dirt bike line has it. Yep. And then, you know, most people are like, well, you're landing in snow, not dirt. It's like, that's true. But at the same time, it's like the wreck I had last year, dude, yep. that hard. on snow, that could have killed me. Yep. You know, well, and you that's never what, know. You know, everyone thinks you're falling in snow. And yeah, when you fall in the snow, it's not when you get hurt. It's when you whack your head on the sled or you get ran tree. over by your sled or you yeah. hit a tree or something like that. That's when you're going to have those major injuries on a snowmobile. Or, you know, even you land on a buddy's sled or something like that. Like there's, those are the times that you're going to really injure your head. And I, you're 100% right. The snowmobile industry hasn't focused enough on helmets, I don't feel like. And there's so many, like you walk into your local dealership and you know, it's expensive to have expensive helmets sitting on the shelf. So there's maybe two, three, four options of those, but then there's a hundred other options that are, you know, your run of the mill, two, $300 helmet that has just the normal, I mean, that you probably wore in middle school football or whatever, you know, it's no safer than that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope they, they come out with some different stuff. Yeah. And you know, fly, it's really cool what they've done. So you can, you don't have to pay the price for the formula helmet to get that same technology. Now it's going to be a little heavier, but when I say a little heavier, it's like little heavier. They have a composite, um, composite carbon fiber. It's a CC helmet and it's the same formula. It's got all the safety stuff in it. You can't get the safety chip in it, but you can get the same like Rion technology, all that in it. And it's, I think it's price points like 400 bucks or something like that. I mean, it, and it came down cheaper when they released this newer one. So you can get into that technology a lot cheaper now. And I think it's well worth it for anybody that doesn't have a, a good safe helmet for sure. Yeah. So then, uh, okay. So 509 came out with their gear. Which climb, there's a lot of stuff. stuff. Yeah. And then climb came out with their stuff. I don't know the climb lineup quite as well. Um, I feel like climb is starting to step it up with the look of their gear. Yeah. They're starting to get a little more relevant with, you know, some colors. That's been my disappointment with a lot of these gear brands, honestly, is, you know, they, they're owned by snowmobile companies or they're As around snowmobile companies. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah, know? exactly. To where they know what the colors, the snowmobiles are going to be manufactured. I mean, a lot of us wrap them, whatever, but the, the color lines that we're seeing don't seem to match with what we're riding or what's present or anything like that. And I mean, I'm not going to have a, a lime colored snowmobile and be wearing a teal colored, you know, onesie or even jacket yeah. pant pair. It just, it doesn't seem like they mesh, but it seemed like this year, maybe 509 and climb were a little bit more relevant with the colors. I feel like, um, dude, we're, we're talking, I, I don't know. I'm not going to throw hate on anybody, but it's like, you know, Chris Barant one year wore the the pink the pink stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know if that sled was called like my little pony or what sled kicked it all off. But once he did that, then all the manufacturers, starting with Climb, had to do, you know, men's gear in like pink and purple. Yep. Which is whatever. But now I saw that five oh nine came out. There was a there was a uh, ad on Instagram that showed them with a pink jacket. Uh just like they can't come out with like i don't know 
I don't know. I I like the colors. I like that shark skin. Yep. Color okay. that jacket that I've been wearing. Yep. I like that, and I I'm not complaining about them too much, but it's just like I feel like they could get a little, a little more the, neutral. Yeah, their colors are interesting. Yeah. We'll just say that. I would rather have a loud snowmobile personally, just a loud snowmobile, and then a more mellow like gear scheme. That way, you know, if especially when you're on a couple different snowmobiles, you know, you don't have to match with everything. Everything's you don't have to color coordinate coordinate so much to look good on film and stuff like that. Yeah, and the big thing with me was I'm so hard on gear it. Like, if you have, like, a light color, it just gets completely stained and four times of going out. Well, that's the thing. So, when you ride as much as we do, I mean, I, I think you were over 1,500 miles last year. I put on at least 1,500 miles last year. Yeah, it was, like, almost at two, that yeah. 2,000 or yep. 2,200. And that's and, with a full-time job. Exactly. And, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, yeah, some of it is some trail miles here and there and stuff like that. I mean, I definitely ran over and had lunch at a place one day and stuff just like that. But majority of that those miles are backcountry miles bouncing through trees um guiding pulling on skis getting ran over stuff like that and by i mean you know you get a few days in and those bright colors are just like dark and black and grease and oil all mm-hmm. over you i mean you, you work on or you don't work on your snowmobile but you oil it and fuel it and stuff when you're in your gear it seems like and you, it just it doesn't it starts looking dingy after a few rides and it's just i'd rather have a little more more dark gray black skier options I know yeah. climb hat or not climb. Uh, all of them have like a black option. It seems like I know coming from the fly side, they have an, a, a series that it's more black and gray and stuff like that. So that's definitely what I'm going to run more towards potentially this year if, if we go down that or if I go down that route again. Yeah, I'm you just, were bright last year. Yeah, I had bright green everywhere, and then it just it just got filthy. But and, I mean, it, it does look cool, but it's just like I can't keep that stuff clean. Yeah, and with your racing background, it kind of looks cool. It does. I know you're a racer. I know that that feels more my my way to be that bright flashy out there, but it just after after wearing it and again so dirty and stuff all the time, keeping it clean has been my struggle. I'm a big clean freak about that. And the more times you wash it, the more wear on it and the less waterproof yeah. it is and the next thing you know it by the time you get to springtime, you get a little like rain on you or something, you're like sopping around and yeah. just I, I hate that aspect of it, but yeah. I'm really unsure, you know, gear this year. It's it's kind of cool seeing what they did come out with, but, man, there's just nothing necessarily out there grabbing my eye of, like, I really need this. It doesn't seem like there's any big innovation in the industry. It doesn't seem like there was any big changes in anything. Um, but as far as, you know, just bold new graphics, it's just new colors, it seems like. Yeah, yep. But the thing with me is the pants, dude. Like, oh, my God. I'll go out. I wear knee braces, like a full-on brace. And so my pants hitting running boards and stuff, they cut and, and you know, yep. a month of riding, I have 50 cuts on my pants, Yep, which um, isn't really the manufacturer's fault unless you're going to put, like, some sort of material that's really, really rigid, but it is what it is. Yep, and, I mean, that might be one thing. You know, I, I know a pair of the pants that Fly makes, um, and this might be in other manufacturers too, I've never looked, but if you, if you do have that problem wearing in the knees – um, the snow bike stuff, they put the leather there because you're gripping on the aluminum of the bike and the plastic right there and it cuts their pants. So they put a leather patch inside the knees. I know fly has a pair. It's all leather on the inside and it doesn't, mm. I, I wore them when I raced because it gave me a little more grip on the seat with the seat grippers. So I always wore those oh. when I was racing. Yeah. But, we need to figure something out yep. or just get a couple pairs of pants to shout out to five and nine. Okay. Yeah. The next thing <laughs> sleds. So, yeah. I just saw a guy that picked up his 24 
um, the mint green oh, free ride. Oh, ski free ride? Nice. Yeah. Those I'm are like, sharp. Dang, dude. That's crazy that they're coming this early. It's, it's like, why can't you just meet in the middle and get them half, you know, like, yeah. Last year they came in in February. This year they're coming out in July. And August. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. like, can you just find it? Yeah, let's just get them in November. But let's I won't complain about that. I, I'd i rather have them way early. I'd rather have them come in June than come in February because, God, by by the time you get in, by the time you get it built and everything, it's the season's pretty much over. It is. So. Yeah, no, and I mean, Polaris, I saw Brant was getting some 24s in. I haven't seen any 24s roll through town here yet specifically, but – I actually haven't seen any twenty fours rolling anywhere other than Brant's. So Polaris's? I know, yeah, Polaris. I've lies. seen I've seen two ski doo trucks on in between here in Denver. Yeah, I know, and there's been a bunch of ski doo trucks running. It seems mm-hmm. like I I just saw another one the other day that rolled through, and then I actually saw a ski doo crate. It looked like a panel like blew off or, or something. something, or got yeah. hit or something. Yeah, it's isn't laying in the ditch outside of town. But I did I do know I saw a post. Um, someone was at the Wasso factory in Wisconsin at Polaris and there was a, I mean, a mega pile of them built there. So I don't know. What, what are they, they doing? $1,700 rebates if you, or 1500? If yeah. You, 50, if they don't get it out, $1,500. If they don't get it here by what is it? I think it was, uh, I want to say it was November 30th or something like that. I don't even know. I, I can't remember when that's it, the problem is dude though, is like the whole process and the whole fun for me is like you get it early. That's why you used to snow check. And then, then you have time to like run up the trail and do the break in miles. And maybe it's not necessary, but it's fun. It's something to go do in in the fall. And then you, you know, start to build it. You order all your parts, but now it's like, I got mine in February. You know, it's like, it was like the end of February. Yeah. So now I have over. Yeah. I had a thousand more miles on my old sled and then I put 600 miles on this sled and then 500 or 600 miles on the sled behind me. And so, yeah, it's just like, it's a mess. Instead of just having that, that experience of like the reason why people used to snow check, it's hopefully it gets back to that. I'll quit rambling, but hopefully it gets back to that. I hope it is too, especially in the aspect of like, I want my sled, you know, in that earlier part of the year that way. Yeah. Like you said, you can get your break in miles and get everything settled out of it before the real snow gets here. You're not like fighting through problems when that happens. But also I think it's really hurt the aftermarket. Um, side of things because they can't prepare for what they need to have built unless like people are ordering it and if you did, if people did, did snow checks their sleds sit in the garage they're getting excited they're ordering wraps they're ordering cans they're you know they got that the new sled sitting there they're excited they got money they want to you know buy stuff but it's hard for the aftermarket companies to anticipate that until you know they don't know it's going to be popular that year or anything like that so i found like once i got my sled last year i couldn't get the aftermarket parts i wanted and then um, I had another sled I was throwing a supercharger on on an Articat. I ended up waiting a month and a half for a wiring harness because they were on back order, and I just could not physically get the wiring harness. I needed to run the injectors. Well, dude, on Brad's sled, he took it out like four times, had like 200 miles on or something like that, and it kept max debt, max debt, max debt. So he took it into the dealership, and they said it needs a wiring harness. And this was in... He got his earlier than me. This was either in January or February. They told him that it's on back order until September. Like, as in... now. Like, right now. And so, yeah, in like four weeks. Yeah. So he's like, I just spent, you know, 22 grand or whatever it is on a sled. He wraps it. He does all the stuff. And 
It's out all season. Yep, can't ride it. It's yeah, it's done. ridiculous. That's dude. unfortunate. That really, that's a kind of a dagger in the heart there. That yeah. sucks. So, um, oh, we're gonna talk about what are some plans for for us? Yeah, so for, for you for this, this winter, uh, yeah, I think winter. you know the the goals are gonna be a little bit different than last year. We'll get more into goals. I feel like as it gets closer, but we're especially planning me and Brent both are going to plan a trip and we're going to drive we're going to start here in Craig Colorado and we're going to work our way up through Montana Idaho Wyoming or Wyoming Montana Idaho all the way up that way ride a few different places and then our goal is to land somewhere in Canada we don't know where we're going to land in Canada yet um, but hopefully we'll uh, we'll get that figured out and established and we're just going to make a week week and a half or something and ride as many places as we possibly can and uh, see some new country. We've never, never really expanded that far out of the realm, and wanna, wanna go see what the world has to offer, and especially ride Canada. I'm, I'm excited about that. I've never, never been up there, and wanna, wanna go see, see what the mountains bring. Yeah, yeah. We, we were trying to do a Canada trip last year, and it just didn't pan out. People had work these days, and uh, you know how it is. But hopefully this year we can. Uh, we can get everything dialed in and get dates and everything like that. So if you have any recommendations on where to go from anywhere from Colorado to Canada that are, that's good riding, let us know. And for those of you guys who, I mean, maybe we could do a couple meetups with people yeah, and uh, shoot pods on the way and just kind of hang out. Yeah, that's the goal. Hopefully we'll be able to shoot some pods along the way to bring out and uh, hopefully hit some people along the trail and then uh, ride with a few different people as well and do a couple meetups at some places and have some fun with it. Another another thing I'd like to do this winter is go ride somewhere in Utah. I don't think it'll be a part of that trip just because it, you know, we're already good. We're really just trying to make it up to Canada and hit a few places along the way. But I want to, I want to make a trip, a weekend trip, go ride some cabin in can or in uh, Utah or something like that. Yeah. I don't know really any where any of the riding is in Utah. I don't have a clue either. But Dude, it's so good. Is, what was that? I think like maybe like that Park City area or something like that. Yeah. You know, somewhere in there. I was there last winter. Nice. It didn't have near the amount of snow that we had here. Yep. Do you see that's the problem? Is like when you live in a place like this, I mean, we have literally world class riding. I mean, for those of you who don't know, like we have Rabbit Ears Pass, which a lot of I mean, a lot of people even in the east know where that is. Outside of Steamboat Springs, we have that. We have Buffalo Pass. We have uh, all the North Route is all good. Hans Peak, um, all around there. We have the we flat have tops. Flat tops. Yeah, we have um, our range up here, Black Mountain. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No I endless world class. No endless of spots to go ride. You yeah. Know? It's yeah. just where if you wake up and you want to go ride somewhere new, you go this way. You go, or you wake up the other day, you want to go this way. You know, there's no endless of where we want to go. We get kind of spoiled where we're at. So, and then you is, don't end up going anywhere. You no, know, you don't want to, especially because, yeah. you know, so many people chase storms, but it's like, man, if we just wait another couple of days, we'll have another storm rolling through, it seems like. Yeah. So. It, it was a fresh reset every day or every weekend this year. Oh. I mean, dude, it was dumping. Phenomenal and so there. it's like, yeah, Montana hasn't got quite as much snow as us. Yeah, Idaho hasn't. Yeah, Wyoming has. It's like, then why are we going to waste a bunch of time yep. and a bunch of money and sit in a car when it's like we could go 20 minutes from our doorstep, get into a hole we've never been in before, and 
have just as much fun, if not more fun, and the snow's better. So we're going to get a, away from that. Last year, yeah. we I branched out a little bit around here because normally you just ride black. But yep. um, we went to quite a few places around here, and, and we had a lot of fun doing it. And we're going to continue to do that. But I really want to go to, like, other states and stuff. Yep. No, I think we just got to push ourselves, and no matter how good our snow is here, we just got to set a date. We're going to go do this, and we're just going to – force ourselves out of our comfort zone and go get it done. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it for what's coming the snow season. We have a 90 million more podcasts to go, but that this one, we just kind of want to talk on new cool stuff coming out and uh, what kind of our plans are and and just reach out to you guys. If you have any recommendations, if you want to ride with us, um, hit us up at cook bros on Instagram and at Stoffel 800 on Instagram. We'll have the, if you're on YouTube, we'll have the tags on the screen and uh, hit us up. Let us know. But until the next time, we'll catch you guys on the next one. And uh, yeah, let us know. We would love to hear what you guys have to think of our trip and where we should go. So see ya.